Welcome. We are live. All right. So today we have special guest Sam Altrusis. How are you? Hey, doing well, Jay. How are you? I'm not too bad. Um, currently, um, I like I start every show. Um, I kind of give a little bit of a rundown of where I'm at um, right now. I am in the Maxwell Mansion Hotel in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, and oh. I am. Broadcasting live, of course, um, my co-host Shane Peek, and our special guest today is Sam Watrusis. You have written some books, and which I am like loving those books, by the way. Um, your last one is was is what I'm looking forward to. Um, you've also had some TV pers uh, TV uh, appearances. Um, you've just been so busy in the paranormal field; it's just been kind of crazy. I mean, so why don't we get into it and talk a little bit about how you got started in the paranormal, in the paranormal world, so to speak. Well, so before we get started, so I'm actually reporting from New York City, um, and I am a dog sitting for this week. So I, I was able to go to the, the Chrysler Mansion, which is in Staten Island, uh, on Friday with Brian Cano. So still kind of like, like, like it was an amazing experience, but how I got right. started, I actually, um, so I was kind of like the kid from the shining. Uh, I had, uh, a lot of experiences as a child and I was so terrified with those experiences that I ended up, um, putting up paranormal blinders. So if I had say like a, see, if I saw a spirit walk by, then I I would have you know I kind of freaked out. So I went most of my my teens and my twenties, and I actually lived in New York City during that time. Uh, and I I basically was uh, like just mortified until I started uh, writing books in two thousand seven. Was uh, when I first started writing books. I was a journalist for twenty years, and I decided to take the um, what I did as a journalist instead of interviewing people, interviewing ghosts. So, oh, and, yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> I, I started asking questions. I actually, so the way I, I ask questions, I yes or no questions with my dowsing rods. Okay. So I'll ask, you know, is there is there someone with us now? And if it crosses, then it means yes. So fortunately, there's no one with us right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or I, I, actually, I can't say that too much from here because I know that there are quite a few here. So. They're, they usually attend every show I do. So, well, let's let's talk to your spirits. Okay, do we have okay. spirits with with Jay right now? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, are you are you at a hotel? Yes, I'm in a okay. ho I'm in I'm in a spirited hotel that was built in 1856. All right. So I'm getting kind of okay. Are you are you are you a man? Yes. There's a gentleman. Is there a female as well? Is there a female? Okay, say no. Is are you a gentleman? I'm picking up kind of like a cranky old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He usually watches the show. Okay, all right, cranky old man. I uh, hopefully hopefully he'll uh, he'll be nice during this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about your last book. Um, do you didn't, didn't you say that it, it was it released or it was still getting released? Well, I mean, so my 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 most recent book that's w was released was Haunted Hotels in New England. My upcoming book called Ghosts of the American Revolution, which I actually wrote yeah. uh, like mm -hmm. at the beginning, I, at the very beginning of COVID, which was like March fifteenth, twenty twenty. I turned it into my publisher, so it's it's going to be released on November first of twenty twenty one. It was postponed. However, my publisher has been. Um, 
really apologetic. They they were it was put on hold for for almost a year. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that book finally coming out. Yeah, right, cool. right. Yeah, I saw that title, and because of the fact that I have um, ancestral links to the Revolutionary War, um, actually one of my third or my fourth great grandfather lived in in New York. Um, I can't remember actually the village, but um, yeah, it's it's just anything about the Civil War and the Revolutionary War is I'm all about it. You know, I mean, it's just so I'm really excited to actually read that book when it does come out. So, um, yeah. yeah, the book actually features a lot, a lot of New York City as well. Like a lot of people don't realize that that New York City actually has a pretty storied past when it comes to the American Revolution. I also went to Philadelphia. Uh, I live in, in the Boston area. I live in Somerville, Massachusetts. And that whole area, including Cambridge, Massachusetts, is a, is a major player. But I went all over for this book, so I'm excited right. to, get, to finally get it out. Right. Yeah, it's, I, yeah, like I said, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so looking back at some of the stuff like you've experienced in the paranormal field, I, I saw that you, um, had been going to different, you stay at different hotels and then you, do you investigate those hotels or you, um, you write about those hotels or do you like put out something like, like a journal or a book or something like that, depending on where you're staying or is that? Well, I mean, I, I worked at a lot of hotels, um, throughout, throughout my career. So I, I would do the overnight shift at allegedly haunted hotels. I'm doing a podcast that's actually launching this Thursday. Uh, it's it's called Haunted Hotels with Sam Baltrusa. So it's actually a podcast. Uh, so yeah. I go to I go to some of the most haunted locations, uh, hotels uh, throughout mainly through New England. But I talk to people who specialize in certain hotels. So it could be someone that focuses on the Stanley Hotel, which I I did for the podcast for the Hotel Cecil, which is the the one that um, my friend Richard Estep wrote about. So, so I kind of talked to a lot of people who specialize in different hotels. So, and a lot of times I'm actually reporting from those actual hotels. Okay, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that podcast. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I saw that I saw that you had posted that, and I just I saw the, the mini trailer to it. You know, and I thought that was really cool. So, um, basically, uh, you're kind of just busy all the time, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 so the the haunted hotels with Sam Baltrusis is actually part of the My Paranormal Network, uh, and okay. it's a group of seventeen podcasts that came together uh, for to launch this coming up week. And yeah, so I, I've been working on that for about a year now. So the fact that it's finally coming out is awesome, especially now that I'm like in New York City. Um, right. I. I filmed a TV show that's coming out hopefully in early August with Dave Strader. Um, and I also, um, the book is coming out. So I do have a lot that, a lot of stuff that actually I worked on during the COVID lockdown that's finally coming out. Okay. Okay. Um, kind of following a little bit of, of some of your, your paranormal stuff. Um, you said that you recently received, what was it, a, a trunk full of ancestral stuff? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I so it turns out that not only am I related to the Putnam family, who were the major accusers during the Salem witch trials, but I'm also related to Lizzie Borden. And so 
it's a trunk of ancestral things, kind of. I mean, I'm related to Lizzie Borden. So basically, someone gave me a collection of a historian who actually wrote about Lizzie Borden, uh, and, and and she passed away, and, and it was it was uh, it was basically given to me. Um, so it's basically uh, like like um, research and books and uh, all sorts of like letters that were about Lizzie Borden uh, and also like a lot of research that was done by this historian. Uh, uh, her name is uh, Judy Curry. And she it, it somehow ended up in, in my possession. It, it, it was actually um, given to a friend who felt like that it, it should have came to me. So she ended up. Uh, giving it to my friend Christine and Christine actually gave it to me and I, I, I'm calling it the Lizzie Borden files. I haven't gone through the files completely, uh, but there's a lot of information there. Right. Uh, now, some of those, um, some of those just, just going through, even holding some of that stuff, it's just got to give you, like you could just feel the, the energy from the, from that whole trunk probably. Is that true? Yeah. Well, I'm a psychometrist. So okay. if I, I can actually touch an object and get pick up energy from that object. Uh, this woman, who I didn't really, I didn't never met her when she was living. She was a fringe historian, so she actually really focused on other parts of the Lizzie Borden, the the Borden murders uh, from 1892, and in a really fringe way. When I say that, she kind of focused on on the other players, like. Bridget Sullivan, who was the the maid at the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast, like Lizzie Borden's relationship with Nance O'Neill, who um, many thought may have been her lesbian lover. So, like a lot of people, uh, never focused on the other other people. Uh, and also, there's a woman named Ber Bertha Manchester, and Bertha Manchester was also she was killed by a hatchet uh, around the same time as the Borden murders of 1892. However, uh, Lizzie Borden was actually in prison uh, or, or was being going through the trials. So there's no way that the same person that murdered the, uh, the, the that Lizzie Borden actually committed right, the murder of right. Manchester. So she really wanted me to. Um, when I say she, having communicated a lot with my with my cousin Lizzie Borden, she wanted me to focus on uh, Bertha Manchester. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you could probably write a whole book on that, right? <laughs> I could. I mean, I I have so the show that I that I did it was a shock doc. Actually, was about the murders, and so I um you know we can't talk about it until it, we, it's actually announced by um by the network. Right, right. But but I do I really do go into uh the my the backstory of the Borden murders and also focus on other players that have been overlooked by history, uh, like right. Eliza Borden. Eliza Borden was. Um, was actually related not by blood to uh, to Lizzie Borden, but she was related through her, her husband, Lodwick Borden. And um, she actually had what we thought was postpartum depression and uh, threw her children down a well and then took her husband's straight razor and cut her her, her neck. Wow. Uh, suicide. Uh, so she was someone that I really connected with uh, while doing the show that's coming out hopefully in early August. Okay. Now I have a question. Um, is, do you would you say that ancestral connections? I mean, like like people who have had like suicides and like murder and this and that. Do you think that there is any type of inherited connection to that emotion? I mean, do you think that they can transcend that down through the lines? I mean, you know, you hear people 
who, you know, somebody committed murder, a great uncle or great grandfather, whatever. And then later on, it's just kind of like transcends down. Do you think that there's any, any meat to that? Do you think there's anything connected with that? I mean, spiritually speaking, Absolutely. I think that if you look at my family line, it's stained with blood. Uh, there's, yeah, there's blood all the way through my, my lineage. So it goes down to Innocent Borden. Um, she actually was the child of Thomas Cornell Borden. Uh, and she was called innocent because her husband was accused of killing his mother by pushing her into a, a fireplace. Uh, that was Rebecca Brig Briggs Cornell. It all started from Innocent Cornell. Uh, so we have multiple people that are connected to Innocent Cornell, including Lizzie Borden. Uh, and so my, my lineage is themed with blood. Do I think that, um, that that we are all killers? No, I don't. I think that there's like a genetic predis predisp uh, predisposition uh, for um, having, I mean, there's a lot of victims too. So it's not just right. murderers. Right. Uh, and I also think they're all women as well. So I think it's like gender specific, but I do think that there's, there is a curse of some sort uh, on my family. I mean, that's kind of dramatic, but I do think that there's something genetic. And I think that if you, if you talk to other descendants of, uh, of the Borden family or of innocent uh, Borden, that a lot of the people that I talk to, a lot of them are investigators. A lot of them are authors. A lot of them are people that kind of like hunters that we hunt, for information, we hunt for clues. Um, my mother, for example, who's the one that uncovered the fact that we're related to the Borden family. So this is a a fairly new uh, thing I found out. Uh, she she wants to be she wanted to be like a forensic detective her whole life. So I do think that there's something to it. Right. Yeah. Um, now, do you um, do you feel that you when you meet somebody like say that you've met <clears throat> quite a few people in the paranormal field? Do you ever get that feeling like you're connected somehow? Like I know this person or I've seen this person or, you know, it's like, how do I know this person from somewhere? And then come to find out that it's, you know, because of the paranormal, because of the spiritualist type energy. Um, do you believe that that we're connected that way? I think some of us are. I mean, I think a lot, I find it really fascinating when I, do an event and someone at the event actually is also related like related to, to me through the Borden family. So mm -hmm. I'll say like, oh, I'm related to the Putnams and the Bordens. And this actually happened recently with a, a woman named Laura Brand who is a, she's not a paranormal investigator. She's more of a forensic psychologist. Uh, she was like, oh, I'm related to them too. So I think that a lot of um, the people in the paranormal field, some some of us are connected um, on a spiritual level. Some of us aren't connected on a spiritual level. Um, but I do think that when it comes to like my my relatives, we kind of congregate together. I don't know how how it happens, but it does. Right. Yeah. I've ran into that a couple different times where it's like I know this person's like I that face looks familiar, and then come to find out that somewhere down the line that we were either related or we knew somebody of the family, you know what I mean? So I just think that it's just, we're all connected in some way. So I just, I just was curious to see, um, like when you were talking about uh, Lizzie Borden and how passionate you are talking about your lineage, which I think is great because, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, um, you know, speaking of your ancestry researching is kind of a lost art. I mean, there's so many people who really don't know who their lineage is, you know, and it's just kind of like, if people would kind of just stop and take the time to 
really research that and to, to find out where they come from. You know, I mean, I just, it's just, it's kind of sad to me because I've ran into a couple people like I have, I have no idea who my great grandfather is, you know, or something like that. And it's just like, you know, I just, for some reason, I guess it's just me because of the fact that I'm, I love history and I love that whole, whole aspect of researching and going back and finding, you know, different things and different information of your own lineage, you know, and I like helping other people with their own lineage, you know, and, and helping them find out, did you know this, did you know that? And, you know, it's just kind of, kind of cool that, you know, the way you talk about your lineage and I just think it's kind of refreshing in that sense that it's just really, you know, it's a, it's pretty cool. Well, I mean, I, I was one of those people where I didn't know who I was related to. Like my, my mother, my mother is a Hughes. So the, our connection is uh, Deborah Hughes is, is her maiden name. So we didn't know we were connected to the Bordens or the Putnams. And I was a researcher in Boston focusing on the Salem witch trials for about 10 years. And the fact that I'm related to the Putnam family is weird, you know? And <laughs> so I'm passionate about it, but I'm, I'm passionate about it in a sense that I feel guilt, extreme guilt to be connected right. to these people. So mm -hmm. it's not passion like, oh, this is cool. It's, oh, right. I'm connected to some really horrible things. And horrible I, wanna, things. I, I want yeah. I want to, I want to um, undo the, the the you know the the family curse if there is a curse or right, or, right. you know really find post mortem peace for some of these victims or mm -hmm. that are my family and even maybe find peace for the perpetrators like if right. I can find um, if I can exonerate Lizzie Borden I would love to do that because she's right, my cousin right. I would right. love to you know hopefully prove her innocence right right um, speaking of curses um, what are your total thoughts on that curses hexes how do you feel about this? I mean, that's kind of a broad question. I mean, I think that when I say curse, I think that um, if someone was pressed to death over a, a three-day period, they were stripped naked, boards were put on top of them. I think that that's going to leave a psychic imprint on the land. Right. And, you know, like that's I'm talking about Giles Corey, who was one yeah. of the victims of the Salem Woods trials. That is going – he supposedly cursed Salem, and he cursed uh, the sheriff who was – putting the tongue back into his mouth while he was trying like asking the like, getting water. Um, yeah. Like that's going to like that kind of torture is going to leave a psychic imprint on the land uh, yeah. and also possibly leave a curse. So I think that a curse maybe like that's kind of like a, a, it's a loaded word, but I also think that if there's a lot of injustice or, or injustice that's right. associated with a specific murder or crime that could that could pass down through your lineage. So I think right. that's for the Borden family. I think that there's there's a lot of unfinished business with Lizzie Borden. And mm -hmm. I think that there's unfinished business with innocent Cornell. There's unfinished business with the, the Salem Woods trials. So I, right. I, I don't know if I would call it a curse or a hex. I would say that it's just, um, it's unfinished business. Right, right. How do you feel about uh, the paranormal, like paranormal teams and um, groups, uh, some of them that I have talked to recently are, are getting more into the scientific side of, of research or like the investigations. Like mm -hmm. my co my co host Shane is yep. is good at what he does in the scientific side. He's what is it? What did you say? You're eighty percent scientist and twenty percent skeptic. Yeah, uh, other way around, eighty percent skeptic, twenty percent. Okay. And I'll believe her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask him about what some of the. Some of that he demonstrated his dowsing rod there. 
what other mm-hmm. tools do you use? I mean, in a typical, you know, investigation or I, in a research for for your books? Well, I mean, I I, I am a historian for first and foremost. So sure. I I spend years at a location. I'm an immersion journalist. So I interview hundreds of people for my books. Uh, so wow. I interview people and like they tell me their stories. So do I? convey the investigations in my book sometimes i do like i just went to the chrysler mansion um we had multiple tools i'm old school in my tools i like i like dowsing rods i use the estes method which is a spirit box seven uh in earphones and and, and blindfolds i like i like to do that um and i also channel i mean i'm i'm a light trans channeler so i actually used up what is called the holzer method uh where you have a um, you have someone who is going through a, a channeling, which I'm I'm the one that's able to channel, and the person in the case of the of um, like recently was with Dave Strader asked me questions, and he would ask me like you know like like he would actually talk to the spirit, and I was using me as a vessel. So when it comes to the tools, I love working with paranormal investigators because it validates with what. What, what's in the room? I'm like, <clears throat> there's something in the room. Um, it's a man. He's a cranky old man, like kind of like you, Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you yeah. have something to to be able to back it up, yeah. then it just it just validates what I'm picking up. You know, like I, right. I, I, you know, the people that are like, I'm a scientist. Um, you know, the, I I'm friends with you guys, and I like going on investigations with you guys. But really, is this a science? I mean, is it really is it really a science? Well, I I kind of think so because. I mean, quantum mechanics has a very lot to do with the spiritual side. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, attack it from different angles, basically. Yeah, for me, it's I'm a historian. So, I mean, that's a social science, I guess. Um, And so I I work on getting facts. And I also, I talk to the spirits to get stories, like tell their story. Maybe they weren't in the history books and they want their story to be told. Yeah, Mm yeah. Right, right. Yeah, some of the... <clears throat> some of the, the tools that um, some investigators use are are different, to say the least. I, I basically use a lot of my instincts, my intuition, and a lot about what I hear and about what I feel. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll try to use, you know, like, like just a regular recorder. I use a recorder on my phone because I think some of the – I catch some great EVPs off my phone because technology today is just, you know – Kind of crazy so i mean i would rather use the recorder on my phone than say use one of the old ones that they always talk about in the paranormal oh, yeah. Uh, the, 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 yeah that one you know what i mean so i mean it's just different strokes for different folks i guess you know people yeah. do things differently and for me i boil that. it down to numbers statistics and yeah and sample rates and mm-hmm. things and stuff so just a different breed yeah and, but, and when I investigate, I'm, I'm like, I communicate, ask yes or no questions or or even yeah. sometimes get full sentences. And that to me is interviewing the spirits. So, right. I mean, I'm, I'm less interested in getting all the like, I'm like the whole like, say, ghost hunters methodology. Um, sure. There are people out there that do that. And that's awesome. Like the science people. And I work with those people. But that's mm-hmm. not what I'm that's not why I'm in sure. I'm in the sure. field. I'm in the right, field right. to uncover history and to, mm-hmm. and to focus on people who have been marginalized by by history uh give right. them a voice I, I, right. I, I don't need to prove that ghosts are real I know that they're real right, I know right. that, I, 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 we've already proved we've already proven that let's get to the good stuff you know let's get to right. 
to giving them a voice. Right, the history. And I and I truly believe in that. I mean, I, a lot of it, when I come into this location here at this hotel, you know, I know the history. Um, I've ran into several different spirits. Um, I've actually helped a couple uh, cross over. I've actually helped um, ones that haven't even been on this property that have been nearby that, you know, I mean, so it's kind of like, yeah, it, it's, it's a goal for me to be able to not only help the living, but also help the deceased, but also, like you said, tell their story because a lot of people aren't hearing that voice. And so you need somebody that's going to have that voice for them. And what you're doing is, is awesome. I mean, I, I could just tell by, just by the way that, you know, you're passionate about, you know, speaking in, in, to these spirits and or to connect with them. Like you said, you're, you're doing the, the best, I would say the best interview, <laughs> you know, interviewing these people and that have been deceased and have all these, you know, stories to tell, you know, and like you said, yeah, you know, people that go out and, and just to go ghost hunting and to do all that, I get it. I mean, and but there's a, there's a bigger picture and I've always looked at it as if there's a bigger picture and I don't think that it's just just ghost hunting is, is just not even, is maybe just a tenth of it, you know, finding out, you know, who's there or whatever, but investigating the research and, and who that person really was to get down to the, the crux of who they were and what they did and how they lived. That is something that it, it's always been a passion for me to be able to help somebody else who doesn't have a voice. You know what I mean? Well, I just went, for example, I, I went to the Chrysler Mansion, which is a very haunted location in Staten Island. The person that was leading the investigation, it was a public event. It was Brian Cano, who is an amazing, like amazing investigator, actually. And yeah. it was so frustrating for, to work with him in the sense that he was so like by the book methodology. It's like, okay, put your you put your phone on, on airplane mode. And, you know, if you get a response, it may be like, like we have like a secret word where we like ask it to say like like bourbon if it's actually a spirit say bourbon and um and i like the methodology but i'm kind of like advanced and i want i want i i i think it's great for everyone to learn the basics and like turn off your right. your um your phone while you're doing an investigation um this you know like this could be a false positive uh, con contamination um so that's great for the beginners but also i mean i'm like super advanced when it comes to that and i i kind of i get i get a little frustrated when you go on an investigation with a group of people who are like it's about the science it's about the science and and i'm like it, there yeah there's a science to it but it, that's not that's not my thing right right and having said that there's a lot of there's a lot of people that that i know that do that that try to you know go by the book you know or try to you know granted there are people that have to be educated there are people that who are in this business and just looking for a thrill or looking for whatever and there's so much more to it than that and i just think that having to encompass some of these other things all together um it it can work and it does and i've seen it work a couple different times but um I'm just, I have a bunch of equipment that I don't even use anymore because I really didn't need it, you know, and I just, so for me, I don't have any abilities whatsoever. I mean, I can walk right through whatever and nothing's there. So basically if I can't get some kind of a 
you know, other method there for me, I'm just walking around in an empty space. So, right. 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 And, and th that's the thing too. Like the, a lot of times you have the skeptics who yeah. are like pure scientists. This means that you're not sensitive, you know, like, Correct. I mean, and I, and I know for sure I'm not. So yeah. And, <laughs> and that, and which is great. So work with somebody who is, and you'll find where the ghosts are, you know, like it, the, is there. Yeah, yeah, that's why that's why I'm yeah, here. <laughs> I'm the science, he's the spirit. So Yep. Yep. So and then hopefully, you know, as soon we're I'm gonna get him here to do an investigation. That'll and he's gonna great. bring his equipment, you know, his scientific equipment, and we're basically gonna test a couple different theories with that, with me being a medium and me having known what is here and whatnot, um, and see how it all, you know, kind of meshes together. You know, different, like you said, different angles coming from different sides. Um, so I, I also, I wanted to ask you, what was the most haunted place or hotel, I should say, that you stayed at? Well, I mean, for me, the, the if you know my whole backstory, I've worked at multiple hotels. So I'm, I'm right. a big believer instead of like, you know, like some people, like they spend one night at a location and they think that, oh, it's the most haunted. Well, for me... Right. I spend months or years at a location before I decide it's like the most haunted. So right. like for me, like the most haunted experience actually was at a hotel in Salem, Massachusetts, where I had, I was working the overnight shift um, at, and I'm, I'm not going to name the hotel because uh, right. they don't, they don't want to be known as haunted. And so I was working at the hotel in Salem. There was a black mass that appeared like right by the elevator, the black mask goes into the elevator, goes down to the, the basement floor. Um, and it turns out that it manifested into a shadow figure. So uh, for me, like that was the most terrifying experience that I've had at a hotel. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would probably be a little bit unnerving, I would say. But have you ever been to a hotel where you just or that even that you worked at or even just visited for a while or whatever that just people say were haunted, was haunted or whatever, and just wasn't? Well, I mean, a good example is the Stanley Hotel. I mean, that, that hotel is haunted, um, but I, I definitely, I, I didn't have like like an overly profound experience at the Stanley Hotel. Uh, right, that's right. Estes Park, Colorado. Everyone yeah. said it's like the most haunted hotel in the country. I loved it. The only thing I really had experience that I had is I got, I got elevation sickness. You know, like I was, I was, <laughs> right. like, I was woozy yeah. from the elevation, um, right. and. I mean, do do I think it's very historic? Can you feel the energy when you walk into the hotel? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's it's anything negative. I think if if it's haunted, it's haunted by by good spirits. It's not like right. the Shining that I always thought right. it was. Right. Yeah, I've been at the Stanley twice, and I've had a couple different you know like energy fluctuations within inside myself. I mean, because you, like you said, you can feel the energy when you walk in that place. That place is beautiful and fantastic um but yeah i kind of agree with you in that sense i, I don't think it's uh it's kind of like here it's like yeah, i know spirits are here there's been some active things here but i wouldn't say that it's like off the charts you know what i mean it's like you said good spirits or whatever because the fact that it's just you know like stanley it was just it was great to visit i love it you know i lived in colorado for a couple of years so i i really like that place but would i say that it's like the most haunted? No. I mean, well, 
Uh, also, you'll find like and this goes for the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast in Fall River too. When you have a location that is investigated over and over and over again, all those investigators come in, they bring their baggage with them. Uh, yeah. Like the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast, if you investigated it, say, 20 years ago, you would have a very different experience than, you, than I did the last time I investigated, which was pretty recently. Um, and so <clears throat> I think that you have to consider not only is it like I call them OGs or original ghosts, but there's yeah. also people's baggage that they leave at the location uh, that is still lingering at the location. So, right. yeah, that was my next, actually my next question. Yeah. You know, yeah. Interesting concept of, you know, people bringing them with them. I mean, who knows? They may have had something attached when they showed up and it right. just decided to check in and stay for a while. Yeah. I mean, and that's a lot of it with, I think it's like over contamination with some well, of these places. They get bored after a while. I mean, you get hundreds of investigators, you know, a month, coming through there they're getting tired of talking to these people right <laughs> i mean it's, it's just yeah i've seen people use like spirit boards at for the lizzie borden all the time and like that that is kind of i mean i don't use spirit boards and no. i think spirit boards is bringing allowing bad negative energy to come into agree. the room i would yeah, agree a portal to whatever's there yeah and and you see that across the board so like some of the most haunted locations that's the case. I mean, like that, like it's where they're, it's investigated so often. It's almost encouraged to have, uh, you know, negative energy and it opens the portal. I do, I'm a big believer that things can be interdimensional. Um, so like the shadow people uh, at a location, especially in like Salem, Massachusetts or, or at the Lizzie Borden Ben breakfast, that's because of all the, all the activity, like all the, all the things like, like doing using spirit boards or, in Salem, it's it's so this uh, necromancy, which is where you like raise the dead, um, yeah. and you have like weekend witches coming in Salem, like doing like you know whatever they're doing to like conquer <laughs> God knows yeah. what. Yeah. And of course, I'm going to see a shadow person in the window, at, you know, at, at right. the hotel because they yeah. they did a a conjuring ritual, you know, like right. a, a week right. before that. So, I um, mean, who knows what people are, are actually summoning when they, when they, uh, when they do the like spell work or ritual or, or God knows what. Right. So do you right. investigate with the lights on or off or do you care? <laughs> do they care? I, I rather do. I mean, I'm chicken. I mean, I, I, I really <laughs> am. Like, I, I, but I'll tell you, like I, when I was at the Chrysler mansion and I, we, we actually, there's a whole back area, like, like a wooded area that has reports of like a shadow person. And I was kind of, I was actually brave and, and like I was terrified, but <laughs> but I, I tend to I tend to like the lights on because I want to be able to see what's going on. Yeah, you know, we, we do, we figure, well, I mean, if there are spirits and they were alive at one time, they probably didn't just hang out in the dark. Plus if there's these shadow people everybody talks about, it's like, well, if it's dark, you're not gonna see them. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I think that the 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 diehard investigators like oh turn off the lights. I'm like what yeah. like look what are you gonna see in the dark? You know, and I'm I'm clairvoyant. The lights are brighter and flashier in the night. Yeah, and I mean I'm clairvoyant, so I I see dead people. I can't see them in the dark. You know, I can see them in right, the light. Right. There you go. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I I personally don't have any either or. I mean, yeah, I think it looks good on TV, but I think that's probably you know. Gotta do something just, with expensive equipment, <laughs> right? Yeah, but yeah. So I just, what do you, what do you feel about some, all the TV shows in the past ten years? What do you, how do you feel about what it's become? 
I mean, I having I'm a producer, so I I I also not only am I on TV shows, but I also produce TV shows. I think that there is a lot of good that's on TV. I think there's a lot of not so good on TV as well. And people that are like so quick to like, oh, you know, people want fame or they want to be on television. People that are on television are actually really good investigators. Uh, and I've worked right. with a lot of them and right. they, they work their way. They weren't given, they weren't given that, you know, like that role to investigate in the show. But I also think that, um, you know, if you're, if you're watching, watching the paranormal TV shows, for actual like learning how to be an investigator, yeah. I would turn the channel. Um, it's it's <laughs> not it's not a how to and how to investigate. Maybe maybe no. ghost hunters, but that's about it. Um, right, the other, right. I you know I I have said this before, and I've been slammed by by sort of the like some by some within the community that I strongly believe that um, that the TV shows are entertainment. I do think that they can serve as a way to um, educate people about the history of a location. And like the show that gets the biggest um, like negative press is probably like Ghost Adventures. And I actually think that the, his, the the paranormal research, which is the history that they talk about, is actually really good. My friend right. Jeff Belanger actually is the researcher or the writer for that show. And some of his paranormal history research is the best in the business. So, you know, do I agree with Zach, Zach Bagan's paranormal techniques? No, I don't. And I, I think provoking the spirits is not a good, yeah, it's not a good idea, but I also think that Zach has definitely um, lightened up over the years. When he he first started, he was like provoking things and trying to cause things to to happen. I think that you'll see a a nicer Zach Bagan's out in the field, you know? And I, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think that the shows are all, like horrible or what, what do you think? Go ahead, Jay. No, I don't, I don't necessarily think that they're horrible. I just, I kind of want, just wanted to see, you know, I'd like to see more research. I'd like to see more storyline of what is being investigated. You know what I mean? I kind of would like to see them more of the, not so much less investigation, but more of detailed actually um, from the history of it, you know, and, what happens recently and you know all the way down the line i mean you could go from one spot in history and then some of them can just jump completely and skip probably 30 40 years when you don't know what happened in between you know it's yeah. maybe some of that would be important in that sense you know what i mean so i don't think that the shows now are terrible yeah. but i i yeah i have a, a little different view but go ahead Oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, like, kind of add to that. I think that you'll you'll find up Jay that the the sort of the the online streaming shows. I'm, I'm part of a show called uh, it's called The Dark Zone, and it spends like three days at a haunted location, like the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast. Um, we you know we they're doing the Conjuring House again. They've done it before. It actually goes into all the different layers of a haunting. Uh, right. And they do a lot of research, and I love it because it, they're, they're, it's like basically a, a week long, or, or in, in the case of um, this coming up, it's three days long, where you talk to multiple experts, you get to all the different layers of the haunting. For an hour-long TV show, it's actually 42 minutes. There's no way to be able to go through all the history of the location. But anyway, okay, right. sorry, sorry to interrupt you. No, it's all good. So I, I guess for me, it, it seems like, and, and because of the entertainment factor, people that are watching don't really get a feel for what it's really like. I mean, 
you might sit out there for 15 hours and have a couple of little blips or a couple of little things, you know, and I know they got to make a show and they got to produce it and it's got to, you know, get an audience, but it's like, as much as you see this happening on there does not typically happen. And I mean, at least in the, you know, 20, 30 investigations I've done, it's just, it seems like it, they're getting a false sense of, you know, all these things are going to happen and there's, there's going to be these big dramatic things and all this stuff. And then, you know, you're out there for hours and hours and hours and you got, you know, numbers and videos and things and stuff. And, you know, it just, it seems like a little unrealistic to me, but maybe it's just our style of investigation. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm not in film. Well, I mean, you, you'll see that the TV shows having been on multiple TV shows, we film for, for days. I mean, like it's not, it's not an hour long filming session. So what they do is they just get, they, they, they do the highlights reel of the, of the, the multiple day investigation. So, so, I mean, it, it, like having actually been on a show that was an investigation, it was like a typical investigation where 99% of it was, you know, like sitting around, like, like, you know, like sitting there and and twiddling your thumbs and like, what's going on? Nothing's going on and laughing and, you know, and eating chips and, you know, like all the things that you do when you're on investigation. I I mean, I think like, I I mean, I get your point, but I also think that the people are smart enough to know that, that that you don't watch ghost adventures to learn how to investigate. You, you, you actually go on an investigation, you know, and, and. I just know that it's what, gets a lot of people started. Hey, I'm going to start a group because I saw this cool show. And then they go out and they start it and they last for about two months. And then they either fold or they give up or they're, oh, this is a bunch of BS, you know, and then well, it gets kind of a bad name on the whole paranormal world because they think they can do this great thing right off the you know, get go. But the, the biggest problem you see, especially with like the younger generation, they actually want to want to be on TV. They don't see it on TV. They they're like, oh, I want to be on television. I want to have my own show, and that's their motivation. And truthfully, guys, if you if that's your motivation, you will never end up on television. If right. your motivation is to, is fame or or being on TV, then you will never end up on TV. It's just like people, the people that I know that are actually on television never wanted to be on television. That their passion was yeah, was me. The investigating the, their passion was the history. Their passion was yeah. the, yeah. the I, I I can't stand being on television, but I'm on television <laughs> a lot because because I'm good, you know. Yeah. And right. like uh, so, guys, if you're watching this and you're like want to start a group to be on television, don't do it. Do it for the right reasons. Sure. Right. Oh, and I totally I've had agree. some you know television people kind of contact me and ask me about some of that stuff, but then it's like, all right, well, I mean what I do is probably boring enough that it's not going to fit on your show. I mean, are you going to really want to sit there and look at some numbers and play with some math and do some stuff, you know, and they're kind of like, eh, I don't know. And so it just seemed to me like it, it, it's very difficult to get it to work out. Right. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> no, I think that a lot of it, a lot of it today is um, for the most part is, is people who are, just even even getting into the paranormal field and this and that, um, you know, or just discovering it for the first time, you know, they see that the lure of the excitement factor it does have, and that oh, I would like to do this, or I'd like to do that, you know. Um, it takes probably a while for some of these people to actually realize, hey, there's a whole gamut of stuff that goes into this. It's just not showing up at a location, 
and getting your recorder out and 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 waiting for something to happen. Um, a lot of people don't really understand that, and that's why part of the reasons why I do this show is because of the fact that I want to help educate people so that they know stuff like this, you know, and know like Sam, like how you how you investigate or how you research, you know. I mean, I want people to know that. There's so many different angles in this paranormal field that it's not just, hey, I'm going to show up, I'm going to find evidence, I'm going to put it on YouTube, and I'm going to be famous. It doesn't work that way. I mean, if if it actually worked that way, then you know we'd be all rich. You know, but it doesn't. It's just my my biggest concern, guys, <clears throat> like with with those the younger generation that's not educated. They're the ones that get the attachments. They're the ones that um, that have like like they create a mess at a location. Like they like they do something that upsets the owner, where they where the owner closes the location for people like us, you know, that aren't mm -hmm. yeah, right, yeah. the spirits. So to me, like the younger generation, if, if you know, I I, I don't want to sound like an old cranky man, like you know, like don't do it. But but right. seriously, like if you're not in it, if you're in it for the wrong reasons, the spirits will, will like, it won't work out for you. So whether they, yeah, they attach themselves to you or whatever, um, you have to be ha come in with a pure heart and pure mm -hmm. and pure intentions. It's and, all about intentions. And, yes. and then maybe they will reach out to you, you know, who knows? Right. <laughs> like, right. they can be like people, you know, like they may not want to talk to you. They're like, why would I talk to you? You know, like Sam, I don't like you. Like, why would I, I talk to you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just, and that's, it's just, I think people need to really, you know, educate themselves, especially in this field. It's this paranormal field is so big that it just, it needs more people like you, Sam, or even like another podcaster, um, like, like David Taylor, you know, I mean, I've really oh, enjoyed, David. you know, yeah. talking with him, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of different things that people can do, you know, to educate themselves on this. And I just think that, I think that part of that is, you know, the whole TV deal with everybody, you know, wanting to watch like, you know, Ghost Adventures or whatever. And don't get me wrong, you know, I, I like those guys from Ghost Adventures. And like you said, I, I didn't always agree with the way Zach investigated, but he has toned it down and things are different. You know what I mean? But um, I just, I'd rather, educate people and help people you know discover a location and learn the true history about a location and what's there and then just you know show up and here we're going to investigate and then an hour a couple hours later yeah that was fun when the whole time it, nothing happened or it was boring and that's what they were they were they were hoping for you know what i mean so when they take these people into these the, the you know big huge uh insane asylums and you know, a large people, which having a lot of people traipse through these insane asylums and this and that, and the energy there is so vast and so different. It's just like it's like getting it's like getting a bunch of people in an auditorium that have totally different personalities and mix it in one spot, and you're going to get totally different things. Yeah. And it's just, and that's where you know some of these kids can probably get. get you know, attachments or whatever, and this and that. I mean, because the fact that your intention is to be scared, you know, or to have a thrill or whatever. I'm not saying that everybody's like that, 
but there are people out there like that that that's just what they want to do and those probably are the people that are going to get attachments See, and i just like two or three investigators and some equipment you know keep it very small very like, small you know you don't have all the contamination you don't have all the noise and all the thoughts and the people mm -hmm. and the stuff so. right and, and you know part of me like for example like like i when i investigate i turn that into a book but it's all it's like i feel like what are you guys thoughts on like when you have such a small group and say you do get the amazing evidence do you share that with other people like i mean like or is it just for you wow. right no i'd rather share i'd share it to whoever would want to know so that they could have that usually i would have it like pure reviewed by my other peeps and then if they're like yeah that is something and we've ruled out the 20 things that couldn't be and we got something yeah i'll share that with some a small paranormal community but right. i don't typically throw all the evidence just you know i mean because we get random things all the time and you're, you're looking at statistics and stuff you know and you know most of the stuff we find a debunk pretty quickly it's like okay it was this thing that made that noise or it was that thing that did this and we find them really quick we got a lot of really advanced equipment but occasionally we do get things that are statistically significant that do not have an explanation that was apparent at the time and you know those do get shared in our small group of paranormal friends i mean i i don't really right. push it out to the public because i don't always know if it's good enough evidence in my own mind to mm -hmm. bother other people with you know right so yeah. i mean for, for me like like if i was a ghost and i was trying to like manifest and communicate with people that were investigating i would get frustrated if like if i communicated with paranormal investigators and they didn't like i don't know like tell my story you know and i understand and, that, that yeah and and so that's kind of that's kind of my frustration too with with that with not not to say that i'm frustrated with the paranormal investigators and i i support you guys and i love working with you guys but i also think that um that it's it's so important to um you know we're kind of beyond the proving part right. now, now right. let's let's tell their stories and right. and you know like i think like people get so caught up in the science of it and the like you know like like debunking and you sh you should have that background but then you need to yeah. go to the next level where you're actually yeah. like telling their stories or trying to get uh, information like finding victims who you know for example some of them may have been murdered and their their remains we can't find them like using your ability as a paranormal investigator to maybe solve a cold case or or something like I, I just hope that we could do more as a community uh sure. to give a voice to those without a voice and i think that's a lot of it has to do with the educating sense. people too you know letting them know that there are different levels to this investigating it's not just you know investigating you know i mean so it's just the basically kind of like you're you're kind of like you're an on-site on journalist i mean you're basically trying to capture the story you're trying to basically, you know, get that story out so people know and this and that. I mean, it's and from my point of view, it's it's hard to capture a story when there's not really communication. I mean, like you guys, you hear the thing talk, you hear the you hear the voice, you get the feelings, you get the thing. I get okay. We asked a question, and exactly within this time frame, I got you know statistical anomalies in these sections. Okay. So, and we do it two or three times. Yep, they're doing it. So somebody's responding, but do you get what they're talking about? Maybe not, right. you know? And yeah. so there's, it's, it's not a, a story more. It's more of, okay, things exist that we can't, you know, that we can't find a reason for. 
Well, right. for example, like we had, we did an EVP session, like a burr session uh, at sure. the the Chrysler Mansion, and there was all like, definite like, whispering and talking on the recorder. Okay, so we're playing it all around. What I find so funny is people's interpretations of those EVPs. Oh, like, yeah. one, <laughs> like one person's like, it's like, oh, he said, you know, like I was murdered. And the other person said, oh, no, he's like, I'm hungry. You know, like, like it was, <laughs> yeah. so it was that's like, why we've been using the computers. And I mean, because computers don't have bias, you know, it, the right. thing records the data and you get the numbers and you run the math and it gives you something or it don't. And so because of the fact that nobody can agree with the EVP say and stuff, it's kind of like, eh, throw those out. We're out of the way, you know? So I don't know. It's just a different method, I guess. All right. But that whole thing with the finding out what the, the EVP said, I mean, I've ran into that a couple different times where I had an investigation and completely well, different studies yeah. with that, where we've actually written, you know, people have written papers where they send it out to 200 college students. What did this thing say? They take the numbers and they do the thing and say, okay. Yeah. And it's almost chaos. It's like they don't know yeah. if agree. So I don't right. know. Right, right. So you kind of got to take that with a grain of salt, you know. Sure. Unless the person or the spirit is like right in your ear and you hear clear as day. I would like them to do that. Uh, it's not they always what it tracks up to be. You know, I mean, because they'll be like, hey, you know, a sensitive will say, yeah, there's something strange in this basement. It was in this corner. It was down there that's the first place I'm taking my boards and all my equipment. And I'm like, all right, right. I'm here. Right. <laughs> what's what's and, happening. And that's eventually what me and Shane are going to do. Sam. Yeah. We're, we're going to actually have him guide and I'm yeah. going to put, and we're going right. to tag team. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, guys, I, I think that that is the best way to do it. Like people like me, I mean, the thing is I'm going, it's not that I believe everything. I'm actually kind of, I'm kind of a skeptic, but I, I also, I'm really big about, and I, when I say skeptic, I'm kind of like skeptical. Like people will show me photos and they're, they're like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. do you see something in those photos? I'm like, no, I don't see anything in those photos. No. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't. Um, so I guess, I guess what I'm saying is like, it's rare It's rare for me to go, oh, there's spirit communication. I don't, I don't think, I do think spirits are everywhere, but I also right. think that spirits, like they... Um, they kind of pick and choose who they want to communicate with. Yeah. Uh, and and so I think, and also too, they may get frustrated like by you know, like communicating with like a location like the Lizzie Borden Ben Breakfast or like the Stanley Hotel that's investigated so often. It may, sure. the spirits may be like, like kind of tired and like, like going to pick on people and like, you know, like pre pretend to be a demon or something, you know, just to kind of, they're, <laughs> they're, so, they're so angry, you know, they're like, oh, right. like stop acting me. Like, like the, the questions that people ask the same questions, like, you know, like, you know, like, is there anybody here? Is there anybody here? And like, and they're like, can you come up with a more creative question? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like, we try what? to come up with creative ones. We've even done strange things like write simple words, you know, five, six letter words or less on flashcards and have them help say, hey, can you guys say these words and then hold up the flashcard? And of course, we're recording all this. So see if we can get them to do stuff, you know, see, I mean, all kinds of little you know a lot of stuff from psychology you know a lot of stuff from parapsychology you know here's what he, box tactics he, to get here's what here's what dave taylor said to that sure <laughs> what's your favorite color and like someone always asks that question though i mean like it's always like what's your favorite color and then they'll and like they'll go blue and they'll and, right. and you're like 
oh, did it say blue? And then someone will say, no, it said blood. You know, right. I, I, come on. <laughs> right, right. So there's, there's so many different ones that are just like, yeah, you got to get more creative, you know, and I, I see that, you know, are you here or this or that. When I come on this location, I automatically know they're here, so I basically just say, I don't know that. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I could be just so I just basically, you know, I thank them for allowing me to be here and thank them for, you know, this or that and everything and talk to them while I'm setting everything up just because of the fact that I want to be able to interact. But I also want them to know that my intention is pure and that I, I'm here to do a show and I'm here to do this, you know. I'm not here to create anything nefarious, you know, or anything like that. You know what I mean? So I just I just have always had that connection. So and that just goes with everywhere, you know. I mean I know they're all around, but See, you know, I'll do the basic protections and I'll do the basic, you know, don't follow me home kind of thing, you know, or that kind of stuff mainly because I can't sense them. So if something's attached, I won't know it. So, you know, yeah, so I do that stuff out of precaution for my own self. But, you know, for the most part, every space I go into is as new or di- I mean, it's like, OK, I'm, am I talking to an empty air or is there something actually here? until I can get some kind of instrument readings, I don't have any idea. So it's just a different world, I guess. Right. Um, what are your thoughts, Sam? Yeah. Um, you know, what, what, I, what was the question? I, Sorry. Well, yeah, I just what, said, what were your thoughts on, I mean, on the, you know, how, do I, how does somebody that's not an empath or a psychic or medium or whatnot determine a place of, worth investigating or haunted or whatnot i mean unless you can get some instrument readings there's no way you could talk and you could spend days in a place that has nothing I, I mean i really think that you should go to a place that calls to you i mean like i i and yeah. i mean if you're not intuitive okay. like the, like what like like what like i guess you're like what what do you mean sam but i mean like does the place interest you like the history interests you or you like the architecture or uh, i i just go to places that really kind of call to me and sure. and i think you'll find that you'll have more like, interaction at those locations as opposed to a place that doesn't interest you at all. You know, yeah. I, I've been, I've been to locations that don't interest me at all. Uh, and usually it's, it's like the locations, like residential cases that I've done sure. in the past where I don't think that there's a, you know, there's anything bad at the location. It may just be like, like lingering energy. Right. I, I think I, I tend to stay away from residential cases because of that, because yeah. I do think that, um, that for the most part, like I rather, I rather go to like a historic location because that that interests me as a as a clairvoyant and as a historian. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the residential ones are. The last question is, you know, everybody talks about history and everybody's talking about, you know, okay, hundred year old, two hundred year old ghosts, you know. So, do you guys ever encounter encounter one that's you know a week old? You know, somebody <laughs> just, you know, or you know, I mean, somebody just passed away in a building, or, I mean. Does that happen or does it take a, is there like the spawn time that they have to no. cook for a while before they can become? No, to, to me, it's, it's a transitional period. Okay. And it just, it takes, it, it could take. Cause everybody only ever talks about ancient ghosts. They don't ever talk about, well, you know, somebody that died a month ago. I mean, let me give you a perfect example. I, I was at the Chrysler mansion. There was someone that was murdered. He was part, it was a mafioso in 2005. Right. That's fairly right. recent. I was communicating with him like, okay. like, like, so, I mean, it's been fifth, like 16 years, 
Uh, but but I also think that he's got unfinished business. And I also sure. think that the longer you wait, the the less strong it is, unless okay. it's been inter- like like Lizzie Borden is still wicked strong, as we say here in New England, because yeah. she's she's questioned and interrogated over and over and over again in the afterlife. So some of these people that are like like Lizzie Borden, who's, oh, you know what, 1892 was when the murders happened and the early like the, the 19, like early 1900s was when she passed. I mean, she's going to stick around until people stop asking her questions. OK, yeah. Yeah, and I, I always felt that way too. I mean, it's just, I said this before, and I'm like, man, Lizzie's just really going to be pissed by now. You know? Oh, she is. Oh, my gosh, guys. She is, she is so upset. She's like, stop yeah. it. Like, no more, yeah. no more. No more questions, right? <laughs> kind yeah, of. I mean, yeah. She, yeah. She, I, I, it's just crazy how some of these people just think that, you know, the, the spirits on the other side, you know, they're probably just, they're not. in their head. Yeah. They're just. But okay, so I I'll give it. But I know we're getting close to the end of the show. But I did an EVP, and the producers were like, "Sam, ask if Lizzie Borden killed her her stepmother or father." Okay, so I asked that question. She's been asked that question a thousand times. I I'm like, well, this is my cousin. I don't want to ask that question, but I did. So I I hear I asked the question, and on the EVP, I hear a blood curdling scream like stop it like stop asking me that question you know and i'm like when we're asking these questions we're not only are we um we're traumatizing them in the afterlife she doesn't she wants me to find who actually murdered her family not did you kill your your stepmother and she's tired of asking being asked that question sure right right yeah i I just think that it's just it's just crazy how to really if you actually think about you know, what some of these spirits actually experience, you know, sure. after having all these investigators traipse through in your house, which number one, it's not your house. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like having strangers come in your house and ask you crazy questions <laughs> and you're like, who are these people? You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, but all right. Well, I think we're out of time, but Sam, you have been an awesome yes, guest. Yes, it's been great. Yeah. And I really love the fact that your insight on a lot of things. And I am really happy that, you know, it, to talk about the, the research and the, the investigation researching of the history of stuff is just, is what really is fascinating for me. And to hear you talk about it in such length like that is, is very, very humbling. And I, I really, really think that that's just awesome. You know, we need more people like you, Sam. Yeah. And I, I, one word, and it's respect. When you guys go into these locations, yep. respect the spirits, and they will respect you back. So go in yeah. with a pure heart and respect the spirits because they were people too at one point. Yeah, Understood. yeah. that's basically yep. it. So, okay, after said that, then our time is up. So thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Sam. And we will see you next week. Bye.